Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, The Renegade, and we are on another episode of Devil's Advocate. This is episode 38. I'm your host, The Renegade, and right along with me is our new co-host, Miss Letitia. Hi. So, so what's going on? How's your week been? Um, my week's been busy, but it's all good. It's all good. Absolutely. And um, we uh, have Miss D here also, but she is under the weather currently. So um, she's still dedicated enough to be here and to help do the show and help respond to topics any way she can. I appreciate that. Um, I will be reading her comments on and off uh, throughout the night. You know, you make the judgment call on that. You know, we'll, you know, feed off and respond off of that. That's how we're going to work. And we got Miss Roxy. What's going on, Miss Roxy? Hey, nothing much. I've been moving for the last three days, so my arms is tired. Mm-hmm. I, I told I told uh, Letitia that you have the city of Columbus. I'm telling you, it's been oh, like yeah, yeah. We've been talking. I I call her every day. What you doing, moving? I'm like, hey, how much is that? Much stuff you got? Hey, it, it's it's like moving to be in there is cool. I'm talking trash and I ain't moved no whole bunch of stuff, okay? It's the me and this pie for real. Mm, all right. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, what's what we got for y'all today? Um, lately, well, just yesterday and earlier, they passed the $1.9 trillion stimulus package. Uh, it was 50, it was 50 to 49, of course. Um, you know, Miss uh, Kamala Harris was a tiebreaker, vice president of the United States. Um, and you know, there's, uh, some restrictions and there are some that's not, but, um, what I've been reading about it was the current version. It's a lot of people are not going to get money from this because there's more restrictions on the $1,400 per person that was passed than, um, it was with the $600. So, uh, what do you got on that? Uh, Miss Letitia. So I unfortunately just catching out because i tune out of stimulus talk all the time despite it being all up and down my timeline but I, you're right it's more restrictive this time um i'm looking at you know they're doing seventy-five thousand dollars in earnings for individuals um so that's going to knock some people out that sounds like a lot of money but we live in a very expensive uh society so it, it's it's gonna hurt unfortunately it's, it's gonna be a little bit of a sting because i think we're at like 100 and what forty thousand for couples um which god knows if you're trying to live comfortably you should be earning 150 160,000, especially if you have children um i think part of my issue with these stimulus packages is it's not really addressing the underlying issue here um, we have so many people that are still not working. As things open up, people are still not working. Um, I didn't dive deep into this, so I don't know what, if they did anything about mortgages, which I, I which is doubtful. Mortgages, the mortgage industry is so lucrative for everyone. Um, most people don't even know how they're impacted, but it's lucrative for everyone. We have all these people that are receiving this this rental assistance and rental forgiveness, but these mortgages are. So still do um so i am interested in um what is going to come from that because i was just having a conversation just to give people a little bit of background my background is in finance 
I work in mortgages, I work in loans. Um, the banks are giving out money like water. Again, the last time I saw this was back in 2006 when the balloon happened. They're giving out money. There's no mortgage forgiveness, but there's rental forgiveness. Right. So it's making me a little nervous, but I'm, I'm wondering how this is going to look when the dust starts to settle from these stimulus packages. Facts. Um, so, so go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to read this comment from Ms. D. She said they should have restricted who the first round of stimulus is anyway. If you weren't impacted by COVID, you should not have received any relief money for COVID. Your bad spending habits are pre-COVID are your concern. Facts. Agreed. I, I I got yep. I feel that. Uh, what you got, Miss Rocks? Um. So um um. I'm kind of, I don't know, I guess I'm kind of on the fence with that because there's a lot of people that um, didn't really have bad spending habits but were affected by COVID negatively. So it cost them. Um, and I agree with Ms. D that they should definitely have had some kind of assistance um, when it comes to it. But as far as the mortgages, like I don't, if they were going to do it, I think they should do forgiveness of it all the way together. They shouldn't do um, the way that they are doing it. Is the government is purchasing those mortgages and then they're backing them and then at the end of the time once COVID is over they're going to go back and collect on those mortgages that people can't pay because all of that money is going to become due to them up front um, so I don't like that I also don't like the fact that they're restricting um, that they're restricting it restricting the limit on who can receive it because like Miss Letitia said um, there's a lot of people that make $75,000 and that's just not enough um, I, I got a lot of little people in here and um, that $75,000 just ain't enough I'm gonna tell you now I'm there and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get no sense and that ain't fair to my little people so um, I just yeah I feel like um I do understand the need for the restriction because there's a lot of people that make really good money and don't need the stimulus. They were they were people that were getting it that didn't even really need it. Um, but those of us that that do make money and still need it, I think that um, it's, it's restrictive to us. Well, what about the unemployment benefits being uh, being extended until September 1st? I mean, that's a good thing. You know, so it does help out the unemployment, but the only problem for me with that is it also continues to create, you know, create a whole <sighs> entitlement. Also, because a lot of people are starting to learn to live off of that unemployment. So they think that they, uh, this COVID is more of a more of a permanent thing. I was just getting ready to say that. I don't think, I think um, for people who are, who can't work, um, it might be good, but it's a lot of people taking advantage of the system. There's like 900 billion people on unemployment right now, people that could actually be going to go get a job or doing something. But because of the fact that they feel like they making more money on unemployment, they're not going out to get a job and it's affecting people who are working because um, they have to pay, they have to pay into that. So. Um, I don't know, that's another catch-22. Catch-22, and I think that COVID really should be an eye-opener for people, especially the lawmakers and, and what this looks like. Because when you are earning more money on unemployment than you are going to work every day, why would you do anything but, earn, but get unemployment? 
Especially when you're talking about people that live on a poverty line. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think it's the same thing with Social Security disability, not Social Security income where, you know, you let's explain the difference where you actually retire and this is what you get from Social Security versus people who are on SSDI who mm -hmm. at any point in time can get it. All they have to do is practically say they got something. And, you know, it was I was talking to somebody about that and I was like, well, why don't you get a job or, you know, do something meaningful, you know, go back to school or something. She said, because then if I do, they're going to take my benefits away. And to an extent, I can kind of agree with that because one thing it does is, I mean, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't help them to get off of it because then they lose insurance and everything else. But there's just some, there are some limitations that I think that are asinine. It went when you're talking about social services, SSI, SSDI, and even with unemployment, food stamps. A, a lot of these times, you can't be a full-time student getting these benefits, mm. but you can sit on your tail at home and get these benefits. How does that help the free market? How does that help our economy? And then you, you want to talk about the systemic issues that happen with poverty. That's the bigger part of it right there. Facts. Because you find yourself in a trick bag because Roxy just touched on it. Yeah. Making 75 plus a thousand a year and you have little people. We're not, we're not getting food stamps. Right. We're not getting, I mean, they we're not broke enough. Right. But we have children. So we're not getting food stamps. You're not offering us assistance. We don't qualify for certain grants. That seventy plus thousand does not stretch very far when you're when you're clothing children, when you're feeding children in COVID times, because now we're feeding them three times a day. Right. It, it, it's not helpful, and you're looking at a huge gap. You're pushing us down, as a matter of fact. Where we work to elevate and stay out of those resources and leave them for people who need them. Now we are the people that need them. Right. It's just like uh, the VA disability. You know, a lot of people, you know, as y'all might know, I spent 10 years in the Army. And a lot of people say to me, why don't you go after any kind of VA assistance or anything like that other than, you know, what you get? Because automatically you get health benefits mm -hmm. from the VA. But other than that, you don't really, unless you apply for them, you get, you can get some sort of monetary benefits from it, you know, disability and things like that. You know, you guys deserve it. I said, I might deserve it, but there's people that's got legs blown off from Vietnam there's there's people with no 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 extremities whatsoever who need this money more so why am I gonna when I'm perfectly good and healthy and able to and able to work and stay in my right mind I'm actually I'm actually helping those who really need it mm -hmm. versus those who, who are not you know and I think it would be selfish for me to do so so I mean and it's on it's a they people should have this kind of mentality and be on that same line because we may not be messed up as a society if we did that. Um, so, Ms. D had another comment mm -hmm. <laughs> on the rocks. Oh no, I was yeah. just getting ready to say what Ms. D had said <laughs> about them, uh, about the people that's making that kind of money, $80,000, $100,000 a year, and they don't have kids, and they complaining about not receiving their stimulus. <laughs> she said, it's what money? 
Right. What what assistance do you really need? Is what she, she said, and I, I'm hey, I'm with her on that. Like, what do you really need? I make I make less than that right now, and I'm like, I don't need anything because I'm still, you know, I'm still capable of getting out here and getting on my grind. But I think that then they lazy personally. I think that there's a lot of lazy people, and I think that giving people money, um, even people that's on low income, because like you said, it's a lot of people that's on low income and that don't that don't work um, specifically because they don't want to lose their benefits, they don't want to lose their Section Eight, but that's a crutch for them because them people, them same people, could be out here working and being productive and making much more money in society if they would only give up that that mindset. Um, I think that's the mindset thing that, you know, if because I'm on Section 8, because I'm, because, you know, I, I'm getting a welfare check or because I'm getting this unemployment or because I'm getting this SSI, some people just don't want to break away from that. And we need to do better. But you know what, Roxy? I think the bigger part of it is who's getting it. You understand what I'm saying? Because I don't have an issue with Section 8 except for the fact that predominantly Section 8 recipients are single mothers or 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 fathers more or less mothers who are not working because when you're when you are living in a twenty two hundred dollar house for rent and you're paying three hundred dollars i think that's astronomical though those resources should be going to low to moderate income families people who do work every single day i mean granted everybody on section eight isn't just sitting home but let's be honest here I, I did property management for many years. I know that most of them girls was either welfare to work, so they got a good job making forty thousand. They're in their section eight. They a lot of these programs help them get vehicles, and they're still in these programs. You're not graduating out of that for that benefit to go to someone else. And when, that's you know, I was when I was married. I got married at twenty two. We were young, you know. I never received Section 8 and I never had those benefits. It wasn't available to me because we were married. So what do you say to the working families out here when you have a man that's out here breaking his back to provide for his family that can't make ends meet? Mom stays home because, not because she's lazy, because she's rearing children and it's more economical for her to stay home than to pay, the, pay a babysitter. But these people are not able to get Section 8. It's a trap, people. <laughs> Period. The system was designed to keep us single, bearing children, and not having cohesive families. And it um, affects the Black community at an alarming rate. Amen. Yes, yes. And, with, and uh, you know, to some extent, <clears throat> I understand that because the system was designed that way. And that's a part of the Willie Lynch syndrome. Where, you know, where he took the male out of, he took the male away from the black family. Therefore, he can be able to negotiate with the mother at their will. Mm -hmm. And later on, that that woman is going to offer her children up to this man, you know, as, you know, to either work for free or next to nothing because of that. And this is the trickle down theory that we have gotten into. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think, first of all, People, we need to stop that. Absolutely. You know, um, you know, God blesses homes that have both the parents in them. Especially yeah. under I'm sorry. Especially under marriage. I was just, I was finished. I was just under marriage. I mean, God blesses marriages. 
that's just it. And if we're, if we're going to look at it from purely a research standpoint, research tells you children, children will both parents in the house thrive. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. They thrive. Yep. So, you know, here we are with these generational curses continuing to enforce said generational curses. And I don't know if people are just not recognizing them, if they don't care about them, but the sooner we get the government out of our homes, mm. the better off we will be as a community. Facts. And see, first of all, we have to realize <laughs> that, you know, um, whether you're Republican or Democrat, whether you're black or white, we are not each other's enemy. Right. The enemy is the people sitting up there making these so-called laws. Mm-hmm. And until we recognize this as a people and come together, I mean, you look at Huey Newton, um, Martin Luther King Jr., John F. Kennedy, and Malcolm X. But now Malcolm X, after he came back from Mecca, the one thing that they were trying to do, the one thing that they were trying to do is unify. And mm-hmm. because they were trying to unify, they had him. They had them all. They were all came up dead or assassinated. And we all know who did that because the common the common thread with that one is J. Edgar Hoover. Mm-hmm. But um, if we unite and we say this is wrong, we need they they need to get up out of here. And this is another reason as to why. This is another reason as to why they're passing so many laws with voter restrictions. You know, as to trying to get us not to vote and to not do these things and you know just because if we unite then people lose out on a lot including money and power mm-hmm. um and miss d says even if the parents aren't together that doesn't mean both parties shouldn't be working together for the betterment of their children amen absolutely absolutely amen but society has taught one parent or the other that they should be mean they should be nasty they should be you know Mm -hmm. and especially to a lot of these mothers who keep their children you know from the do keep their children from the father or whatnot it's not because they really want to but it's because this is what they were taught and this is how they know this is what they know how to do and these generational curses, we'll go back to what uh, Miss Letitia said. These generational curses teach women and men how to hold grudges. It's all toxic behavior. Yes, and this is what they were designed to do. The generational curses were designed to break down the fabric of society. Mm-hmm. We can't hear you, Miss Rocks. Not only that, nowadays women are being taught to be independent um, and that they can take care of their families by themselves and that they don't need no man in order to be able to, to handle their business. So, um, <laughs> they, you know, or that they, so they get rid of the men. So, um, us as black women, we have to um, check ourselves too because you, you definitely need a man. I, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it, was, it was designed that way. It, 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 it was it was designed that by uh, like I said Willie Lynch a lot of people need to read the Willie Lynch letters and they really need to find out what's going on and this is the real I think he's the reason why we celebrate Christmas on December 12th or I'm sorry December 25th 
because that's the exact day, December December 25th, 1712, was when he was supposedly had that speech. It's a long time before our country's history, don't you think? I'm just saying. What do I, but what do I know? Um, and Miss D says, and a lot of black women are the biggest threat to the black community by inviting the government into their homes, but they are not ready for that conversation yet. Very good point. They're um, not. We are. And, and you know, that and that's that goes back to generational curses because a lot of people, you know, they were they were told to do this. And this is how, like I said, Willie Lynch offering their kid, the children up to the government so that way the government can control them later on but you know it's like um it's like i always say if we learn how to first of all change our speech we can change the narrative and if we change the narrative we can change lives i mean you think that's what the government's doing to us when they make things they change what's politically correct and what isn't so i think that's one way of solving it is how we need to change the language and we, Absolutely, and we need to change our speech. So, change language, behavior, ch- change language, speech, and behavior. Mm-hmm. Because well, the, and that's the thing; they all fall in line when you do. Right, we we perpetuate so much, so many, so many negative things. We we put out so many negative things in the media, and people feed off of negativity. Mm-hmm. People will rest in negativity for a long period of time. Like my, my goodness. Oh, my niece graduated. But did you know that such and such was cheating on? And that becomes the conversation. Yep. We have to stop putting the emphasis on things that are negative and start emphasizing the positive, keeping it, you know, front and center. Back. Because all of all of what we're talking about, it we know this. We we've known this forever, and it continues to happen. And the black woman being the biggest threat, I agree with me totally because the, the black woman has been spearheading households for a long time. Yes, and ma'am. And, and unfortunately for us, a lot of us, you know, we're taught to be these strong black women and we're not taught to be strong black women in conjunction with our strong black men. We're taught to be strong black women in spite of our black men. Right. That narrative in itself has to stop. Right. And see, what that does also is it separates the black man from his family and therefore it weakens him. And Absolutely. Because they know they know what the black man's power actually is. And this is why they're, you know, they're trying to they're trying to kill us off now. <laughs> I mean, let's just keep that all the way 100. All right. So. With all that being said, uh, I think that was a great segue into our next topic, relationships. So everybody, and this is how I'm going to say this because this is coming from my experience. Relationships, when when they go bad, you know, um, you have a feeling in your gut that says, okay, this is over with. You know, but a lot of times you ignore that and continue to try to work on it or do whatever. Therefore, you know, you can cause further chaos with that. So um, I don't know about you ladies, but uh, I guess I'm going to ask the question. When do you say when? When do you say when is a good time to actually start a relationship with that person? And when's a good time to end it if it needs to end? 
Uh, Miss Roxy, what you got? I do know that um, relationships are built on a lot of things and it takes two people in order to be able to make a relationship work. Um, I also know that when one person, um, it, when one person or both persons is tired of making it work, then it will no longer work. Um, Cause you have to be in unison together on the same page, um, trying, both of y'all have to be trying. And I feel like, you know, most times you know when it's time for you to to let it go if you've been in a bad situation like i was in a bad relationship i was married for 14 years to um somebody who i probably shouldn't have stayed with after year number seven um but because of the fact that we have been so much been together so long and you invest so much time into somebody a lot of people stay for uh a lot of the wrong reasons and i think that that's the thing too we have to get out of um staying for the kids or staying because you know we think that they gonna change or staying you know past the time that it's due and stop wasting time on somebody who's not willing to be invested in you you have to both be invested in one another mm. well all right miss letitia what you got um i just want to add on to what roxy was saying you know, nostalgia too. Like people get very nostalgic in these situations when they've been with someone for a long time. And, you know, people make, oftentimes make a lot of excuses as to why they stay in these relationships. When the time has expired, everything has a season. Every single thing has a, a season. And you have to understand that there are some things that you are gonna go into that are meant to teach you something for later on down the line. And there are some things that, that, that do last. Mm. for a long length of time. Um, however, I think one of the biggest things is um, once you stop getting what you need out of a person, once you once you you feel that disconnect, because we all have that moment when we feel disconnected from the person, people can't identify when it's fixable and when it isn't. And the bigger part of what Roxy was saying that it, it takes two people to be in a relationship, right? Both people have to want to put in the effort to keep moving. Um, people have to be accountable. People have to um, respect that people change. We're never the same person we were going into a relationship for the duration. That That's not going to happen because evolution happens. If you're the same person, something's wrong. Yeah. Um, but, but what we can do is take the lessons as they come. Sometimes this person is just simply not meant to be in your life. And you have to say, okay, I'm done. It, it, it was fine. You also have to be okay with the fact that this person is a good person, but this good person isn't for you. Um, because I think that's the other piece that people have problems with. Well, this part, they treat me really well, but, but you're unfulfilled. So now you're wasting that person's time and your time. So, so you're saying you, it's best to be real with yourself. Absolutely. Um, but you know what? There are people who go through things and there are people who, you know, and this is just me playing devil's advocate. Um, there are people who go through things and people who, you know, deal with certain situations. I mean, 
shouldn't there be sometimes where you don't quit where you work on those things absolutely but you have to understand what your deal breaker is mm. versus what is momentary because there are things that are momentary just just like you know you go through through good times you go through bad there there's a season for everything because as we age we go through different things mm. but you have to be able to distinguish which one that is right you know um because we all go through midlife crisis they they always pin this on men but women do it too too and sometimes your mate is going through a midlife crisis and sometimes you just gotta leave them to their own devices and let them do whatever they doing and you mm-hmm. continue they'll catch up with you sometimes that happens you know what you know, i i gotta i just had this conversation too um i got a friend of mine who you know her boyfriend was just like one day he just came up he didn't come up missing but he was just like look you know she said call me at x amount of time because we need to talk about this and he didn't call her and i'm and then she told me the whole story and i'm like well shoot that man going through stuff right now Mm -hmm. just because he's not talking to you you know he could be out doing what he's doing i mean you know i got was like you got to remember this is a black man and right now we're going through some things Mm -hmm. right now is you know he might be going through something and he might just need to be left alone you know you need to give him his space because right now if as black men in today's society we going through stuff and because of that i mean it's times where i might step away and be like you know i make myself less accessible to the public and i probably shouldn't do that because i'm a journalist but i mean i need my time too you know just a reset for just a split second because sometimes you know things gets a little sideways and i also said so if you're going to if you're going to leave them then leave but if you're not and you're gonna this is something that you you can deal with then what you need to do is not bring this up again and not throw it back up in his face either and just work through it yeah, yeah. but is he communicating because that, that communication is key it is all things, because if you say look I, I i need to step away i'm going through something it it's not you well that's you, one thing but you can't just drop off the face of of the earth now i agree with you if she's going to work through it she can't throw it in his face later like that's not how this works that's not how we move past anything right but you have to have clear communication from both sides um, hey, I need to step away. Hey, okay, I understand you need to step step away, but you stepping away can't look like three, four weeks later. Like that, that that has to be part of the dialogue. Right. Well, it was, and that's what I mean. It wasn't, you know, what he said was, "Look, I'll get with you in the morning." Or they live together, so I mean, it's not like he was like, "Look, I'll get with you in the morning or whatever." I just need a minute. Now he does have a history of you know doing the wrong things in this relationship mm-hmm. but i'm i but and i was like i understand how she feels but i'm like those are things that's right now you can't control that you either you you so in that situation you either let him do him and you either t- take him back or you don't or you don't deal with it Either way, you know, you can't control that. So that's not something that you need to worry about. What you need to worry about is what you're going to do if and when he decides that, okay. And he was back the next day. 
So, I mean, I get it, you know, and if it were me, you know, I, I wouldn't have done that. But, I mean, everybody handles things a little differently in relationships. So, uh, we also have to be in mind of that. You know, we just got done talking about how, you know, we don't need to love people how we want to be loved. We need to love them the way that they need to be loved or they want they want to be loved. And for that to happen, they have to show you how to do that. Absolutely. So, you know, um, uh, Miss D says, when doubt enters, if you love, if, if love someone can uh, simultaneously assume the worst of them when you don't know the facts, that's a problem. And whether the other party is guilty or innocent, you will begin to distrust everything and breathe chaos into that relationship. Yep. <laughs> yep. And you sure will. So that's that's the thing certain things if you're gonna deal with it let it go if not then you know you need to move on i mean it's i make it sound so simple but we all know that it's not so on the flip side of that when do we say okay you know this is the person that we might want to enter a relationship with miss letitia i'm still discovering that for myself honestly I was married 14 years, so I'm new to the dating pool. Um, it's got pee in it. Sir, <laughs> it's got pee and COVID. Yeah, it's got little floaties. <laughs> it's got all kinds of yeah. disgusting things in it. Mm -hmm. And I have not found anyone I want to be attached to. Um, so, so, okay. I, I will know that I want to enter into a relationship with someone when one our um our, our purposes align. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that at this point in life, at nearly forty, there are just things that I'm not going to accept. There are things that are well beyond acceptance. Um, of course, you have to like be in your career, and if you're not in your career and you're doing a career change, I understand that. But you can't be finding yourself at nearly 40 and think you're going to come over here. No, that's not working for me. Right. Um, I, I think that your beliefs have to align too. We are in child rearing um, ages. Whether we already have children, we want to continue to have children, your your beliefs have to align in order to, to bring forth family or it's chaos. You know, and there has to be an understanding about finances as well so if you're not able to have financial conversations with me that's a hard no for me because i have to know what i'm getting into i'm comfortable financially and i need to know if you're an asset or a liability oh um and then the and, and then just the usual things do i like you <laughs> because, <laughs> because I can um, be cultural with anyone, but if I don't want you in your space, want you in my space, it's a hard no. So, you know, th those are, are my little tidbits. Mm. Oh, okay. Miss Rocks, what you think? She there? Oh, okay. All right. So, for me, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Miss Roxy. I agree with Miss Leticia. I think that you definitely have to be in harmony, um, especially with important stuff like uh, 
what you believe as far as um, marriage, dating, um, whether or not you're going to have kids or um, whether or not you're going to co-parent the kids you have. Um, a lot of people step into relationships and they don't, they want to be in a relationship with the person, but they don't want to be in a relationship with the person's kids. Um, they don't want everything to come along with it. So mm. that's some stuff that you got to discuss beforehand, especially, you know, people like me. I got six of them. It ain't a whole lot of people that want to come into a relationship with somebody that's already got a whole bunch of kids. So, um, you know what? But you found, but you found that one. And, you know, I'm, I envy y'all. I really do. I promise you that. Roxy just gave me hope. Yeah. Yeah. She should. Cause I Roxy gave me hope. Cause I had five Roxy. You just gave me hope. And, 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 and Eric, uh, Eric's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's really sound financially. And me and him, you know, kind of had a couple heart to hearts just about, you know, different things. And he's, he's a definitely a man of uh, acceptance and very good patience. And truth be told, you know, um, those conversations that we did have, I learned from him. And, you know, I think just as much as he's a lucky man, she's a lucky woman. Period. That's, that's, that's 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 on my word and every and believe me everybody wants what they got trust me <clears throat> even 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 with the six kids it, you know yeah with all that especially the little one <laughs> talking about mm, yeah she's she's she she definitely she probably roxy all over again i'm telling you that little girl been here before could not accept that one though because that one is his but right you had one before i met him so you know we came together and we blended our family i had five he had one and then we had this little one that's born again together yep and you know i'm i you know i'm glad i'm glad to see that i'm glad to see somebody winning in that field because sure as hell ain't me <laughs> i ain't gonna keep it real it ain't me at all but, <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm the opposite. They they want people be asking me for relationship advice. I'm like, look, you might as well ask Stevie Wonder to drive you to the store. Cause ain't none of mine work. Matter of fact, my man, my marriage, one went down smoking, the other went down uh, smoking and in flames. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but I do think that being evenly yoked is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing we have to realize that in relationships we this whole instant gratification thing does not work for anything you know some people get lucky and hit the lottery and then the rest of us don't so we don't need to be like that guy we need to be like this guy who worked you know and who worked and these people who worked at their relationship who got to know each other and then you know they're able to reap the benefits of what they work for mm-hmm. you know each and every day and i think that we all have to be mindful that rome was not built in a day but just because rome wasn't built in a day doesn't mean that they did not start building it in a day so we have to keep that in mind um i think when we talk about relationships uh, and speaking of relationships, uh, one of our other topics is states that is loosening the COVID-19. And uh, well, for those relationships, here we go. 
you know, y'all better, you know, y'all better if y'all gonna be doing all that, you know, doing that thing. I understand. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> However, you know, it, now wear a mask. <laughs> get something, you know. I mean, use some alcohol, something, you know. Why are you? <laughs> I'm just saying. You know. Get out of control, sir. <laughs> I'm just saying something we got you know and I mean I get that they're loosening it but you know um, we're gonna go through repeated the same thing again you know and we're talking about you know on the news they were just talking about super spreader events you know and I'm like oh these fools what do we don't have enough sick people here's the thing Everybody keeps talking about these numbers going down, but it's cold outside. Nobody's outside. Facts. When it's warm, though, when everyone starts coming outside of their houses again, what are these numbers going to look like? Mm-hmm. I, I think they. I think they can really look horrible. Gonna happen. We're gonna be right back in quarantine. Right back. And Roxy, I never came out. I don't have a reason to. Me and my baby been in the house. And look, look, then that means I'm gonna have to come up with some more shit. <laughs> for, for no look, I, I when I created no filter, it was the second day of quarantine. Listen, I started a whole nother business in quarantine. I was laid off. Right. And since I had that extra money from unemployment, I said, let me let me launch another business. Right. <laughs> and it don't and it don't take much, but an idea. But an idea. You know, and some hard work. Right. So, I mean, what do you think this means? I mean, for bars and restaurants and everything else. I mean, I, I, you know, don't go drinking all at one time, please. We don't need no drunk, sick people running around. So I went out the other night. Um, actually went on a date um, the other night. And I was nervous because I understand science and the the capacity of people in this closed in space makes me nervous but i went out because i haven't been out um and i will say that like it was it they were socially distancing there was a the right amount of of, of space between people but i i don't like it i don't like it not one bit um my saving grace was i live in baltimore I'm like 45 minutes out from DC. The restaurant we went to, they have these little pods. So it's like this, this igloo, just you're in it. Um, so I felt okay, you know, but like we had to walk through the restaurant to get outside to the pods. And I'm like, I'm not sitting out. I'm not sitting in here with these people breathing. This is <laughs> But you know, the pods were cool, but I, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to be back in quarantine. Yeah. Well, um, the good news is, is that, um, you know, they had a record 2.9 million people today get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So that that is, that is, I guess, the good news. And, you know, I'm not going to be one of them. I'm just going to say that for the record right there. No. Because personally, I don't think... I think that the the COVID nineteen it's real, yeah. But it's definitely a plan. I don't disagree. It's a you know, and therefore I call it the plan, didn't it? 
because you know um last time this happened you know uh it was the jewish holocaust just saying uh miss d as a comment uh let's see she says i'm happy i'm happy about it only because i'm over it and not man and not mandating masks means that others can't continue to wear theirs but people need to realize your purple purpose the uh, personal opinion doesn't require enforcement on mine so if you go into a place of business that maintains a mask mandate and you don't want to wear one shop somewhere else also the requirement to wear a mask to enter a restaurant but take it off to eat is ridiculous it defe defeats the entire purpose yeah there is that yeah. and when they get and, and when they get sick the first thing i say is irresponsibility on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine you sick you didn't wear a mask you didn't want to wear a mask boo-hoo i got the world's smallest violin because you decided not to protect yourself and you did that by choice and you knew of the consequences of it so mm -hmm. don't cry don't cry to me argentina i don't care and they're like oh no nah, i gotta wear a mask now nah, i got COVID." i said good <laughs> you know you asked for it so do you now you ask for your issue and if and i was always taught that if you ask for your issue you're gonna get your issue and if you get your issue you won't like your issue so the moral of the story is don't ask for your issue just saying hey miss rocks what you got Mm. I, as long as I got to, I'm gonna stay in here. I'm scared of the vaccine because I don't like shots. I'm scared of needles, and I feel like I'm gonna get the COVID once I take the vaccine. Because every time I take the flu shot, I get the flu. And everybody that I know that's been took it be like, "Oh no, I just had mild symptoms. My nose was running. My body was aching. My legs were hurting. I couldn't move my arm." Them sound like COVID symptoms to me. So I don't want to take part in. I just don't want. I would just rather stay in the house. Do what I gotta do at home. Keep all the little people in the house and do what they gotta do at home. And if you know, I was reading about how they're talking about um, you can't travel outside of the country um, without having the COVID. So I'm glad that I've been to Jamaica several times and the Bahamas and everywhere else I've been because I can say that I've done it already. That's fine with me. I mean, I just feel like I don't want it. I don't. I don't want to catch the COVID. I think that it's a real thing. Mm. I don't know what they got planned. I don't want to be part of the plan. I'm not mm. trying to get the implant in my body. I just it, I don't that, know that, 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 and you know what? I was reading. Usually. Yeah. Nothing new. Nothing new. The the RFID chip, radio frequency identification that holds about three hundred pages of information about you. They use it. They use it in dogs. They use it in cats, and they call them trackers. Well, this COVID nineteen vaccine serves as a primer for it because they're not that chip. It won't hold, you know, without that primer in your bloodstream. And of course, you know that is a chip that is inserted in your right hand or in your forehead. And they have already asked for people in. Uh, some sort of uh, accounting firm in Wisconsin. People volunteering to get that chip put in their hand, and I'm like, what? 
Yeah, there there are people who use it. I mean, you know, I'm with Roxy. I just stay in the house. Like I'm I'm, I'm not that hard pressed to be out. Um, yes, I, I do miss socializing because I'm a social creature, but I don't miss it enough to get that vaccine. It was developed too quickly for me. Because uh-huh. um, again, I, I, I stated when we started talking about this, I understand science. While I'm not a scientist, there are basics that I understand, like biology, how things spread, how this works. Like I understand all of these things. You cannot tell me. Well, it's it's. <laughs> It's a pandemic. I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah, at the end of the day, because I think it's really convenient how this virus was all of a sudden released from some sort of uh, factory or or warehouse in Wuhan. It was population control. Exactly. And, and, and you know, I pointed that out early on in the pandemic. I said, "Well, look what happened to the earth." As soon as the pandemic hit and everybody was forced in the house and God knows how much of the earth's population died, look what happened to nature. Mm-hmm. You couldn't see the canal for years and that had cleared up. The smog in China was so much thinner. The ozone layer, that huge hole was starting to close. This is not at all. Um, e- e- even if you go with the theory that it wasn't planned, Nature has a way of correcting its wrongs, regardless of what you think about it, whether it was planned by the government or if it's just simply nature. Either way, it's going to have its way. But I think it's population protection. Yeah, um, we, we go, you know, uh, it's funny because this remi- this all reminds me of Judge Dredd. Or no, I'm sorry, not Judge Dredd, Demolition Man. Right. Well, everybody was like, they, they, they sitting there like, you know, we can't even, we can't even touch each other no more. We got the air fist bump, you know, they got, they do the, and then somebody, and look, with the first time some of this came out, when we were talking about this whole virus, somebody said to me, uh, be well. I was like, don't say that to me. And they're like, why? I'm like, because that's what they said on, uh, on, uh, uh demolition, man right before the bullshit happened to where they couldn't even deal with each other no more right yeah, I'm, I'm like hey, aren't y'all paying any attention to these things movies movies give us subliminal messages listen hey, I if we get to the point where we cannot physically touch anymore i'm out uh, i'm done <laughs> i'm not even gonna do that so Ms. D says almost also the requirement to wear a mask to enter a restaurant but take it off is ridiculous. It defeats the purpose of defeats the entire purpose. I'm scared of the vaccine because of the Tuskegee experiment. Hey man, I don't trust the government. Yeah, I only I never trusted before any vaccine anyway. Uh I don't trust the government and I'm glad I traveled the globe in my younger years. Me too. I've been to 15 different countries. And I travel, but I feel so sorry for my babies. Yeah, yeah, I know. But that's the thing, though. This disease, this disease wasn't targeted for us. It was targeted for them. Because now they're in they're in a position to be able to control the entire youth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they softened them. Exactly. They they saw and, and, 
And that's what I tell people all the time too. Right now, the government is not going to do what they got this. They're not going to execute the full blown plan because they know that if they do that, they still got a bunch of rowdy folks like myself. And right, we're we're still present. That that who, who would die for their shit, and a lot of them. And if we got to die for it, we gonna take a lot of them with with us. They soften. Only that it's a new generation of people that don't care about nothing, not themselves, not nobody else. They like uh, the Taliban. They kill themselves included. <laughs> right. So, and, I, and I think it's it's all by this design, Roxy, because you're talking about the extremes of the ones that just don't care about anything, and then you have the other extremes of the participation trophy um, population. They're going to fold. They're not built for the kind of pressure that they're going to be under. So once we're gone, once we're out of the way, amen. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. And that's that's what I mean. And we may not see this in our lifetime. But we definitely, we, we may not see the whole thing develop in our lifetime, but the, our kids will definitely see it. Yeah. Y'all know how I feel about participation awards. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, like like you facts just like uh no i butter oh man you know that burns me up that'd be like give it everybody a, you get an award and you get an award right oh well yeah participated. <laughs> and back in my day it was like well little billy's on the bitch because his ass sucks he <laughs> go ahead he need to go ahead and enter the chess club <laughs> or you know something but you know, hey, he's a good writer. I heard. Why don't we go ahead and you know get on that? But football, no. <laughs> All of my boys play football, and I remember. I want to say they were playing. What were they? Like seven, nine, and eleven at the time. And my oldest son, like all of my kids, are highly competitive. Of course, they are. Their parents are right. So they gave them their little trophies, and my son said what is this <laughs> and he got in trouble because he was like i don't want that we didn't win what is that for right and they were like oh my god that was so rude and i'm like no one it was, it was <laughs> like, that means he's competitive you know and that's the thing they take the spirit of competition out of everything and they they you know our kids don't know how to fight and it, you know, fight through different things. Like they don't know how to, they can't take losing. And it's so weird to me because how does this soft mindset work with capitalism? I have no idea, but because like, it's it's the, the weirdest. They won't they won't have to worry about capitalism because it'll be a totalitarian ship or a absolutely dictatorship. Absolutely, that's the only way. That's the only way it works because I'm like. This you know, doesn't like like uh one time my my daughter got into a fight and you know they were just like uh you know I, she because she was being bullied mm-hmm. you know so they little girl put that put her hands on her you know and call herself tripping her down the hallway so my my daughter yoked her up and commenced to kicking that ass well the parents came in there and they were like, oh, well, you know, of course, these white folks. We're just going to say what they was. And it, they were just, I was like, well, you know, sir, I told his, uh, I told her father, I said, sir, you know something? If you bully me, I'm kicking your ass. 
that's how that's how we're gonna do that and i and i said it in front of the principal i said it in front of all parties involved my honey if she if they put their hands on you beat the fuck out of them oh well you know if you're gonna have that attitude if you're gonna teach your daughter to uh do all of this she needs to find another school to go to i said good i'll sign the papers right now if you want to do all of that let's go because i'm not teaching my daughter's not going to be on some milk cart and talking about they killed herself or she killed herself to bullying and i'm not about to let these people decide that they want to put they they want to put their hands on her you know and she's not supposed to fight back i was like you go ahead and you touch me you know, you, you that might be the last thing you touch on planet Earth. I promise you. Yeah, because I've, I've taught my children to meet people with the same level of force that they meet you. Facts. Because the issue is, while, while I'm not a violent woman, I'm not passive either. Right. And that and that's what they want you to be. Because it's controlling the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not passive and I'm not raising passive children. So, um... If he swings on you, you make sure that you duck, but you make sure you connect when you swing. Mm. We're not we're not doing that. Yep. Yeah, don't now I'm not saying you go around and you bully kids and you do right. that and the third, but mm-hmm. you you know, if them little if them little brats put their hands on you, tear their face out. <laughs> I mean, by all means. And and if you can't beat them, you know, if they're too tall or too big or whatever and if you can't beat them with your fist you pick up something and knock the hell out of them with it that's how you do that yeah and it, and then the guy says well that ain't no fair fight i said who whoever said there was such such thing as a fair fight never won one so i'm like who said fight never pretty fair yeah because i had five children if one leaps they all leap so that's that. Choose that fight wisely. Right. Listen, my, my parents thinking everybody out the house. I don't care if it's your friend, they friend, her friend, everybody oh, better Absolutely. Sing. Just like that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, you know, hey, we gotta teach our kids, man, that it's okay to defend yourself. It's okay to take losses. It's okay. It, it's okay. It, the thing is, it's okay to take the negative spectrum of the emotions. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but what's not okay is you staying there. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I tell that to a lot of people. You know, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to be all that. But what's not okay is you staying there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that provides balance when you when you tell them that hey, it's not okay to stay there. It's just yeah, allow yourself to the emotions. You're human. Yep, and it's it's quite all right. It's like dust yourself off though. Yep. Take a minute, sit in it, dust yourself off and keep it moving. Yep. There's good emotions and there's bad emotions, and it's okay to feel either. Uh Miss D has a comment and she said, Right, defend yourself against all threat all threats. All's fair and love at war. Yeah, it is. In facts, and that that's kind of the way it is. All right, so uh listen, ladies. It has. It is almost. It is about the end of Devil's Advocate. But uh, just because you're new to the show, this is what we do. Um, you know, I go around and you know we uh, ask for about you know a few minutes. What's going on in the world of everyone else? 
like uh you know miss roxy she has a tax service and she's got three nonprofits, and she's got six kids and she's just doing a lot of shit <laughs> you know me i got my thing and i'm doing a lot of shit too miss d uh doing a lot of stuff and i mean we all do a lot of stuff so you know um we're gonna start with you uh what, what you got coming up what you got going on well um i have phoenix feet where I, I am a blogger i'm a life coach i'm a relationship coach um i i took a hiatus in july i stopped blogging um so tuesday i'll be dropping a new blog um still out here nice. pushing my life coach pushing pushing the agenda of healing wellness together um I have lots of projects going on because I'm also a project manager. Um, I have several businesses like everyone else on the panel and I constantly stay busy, but where you can see, where you can find me is um, Phoenix Speaks and you can find me on Facebook, um, IG and at thephoenixspeaks.com. So if you want to tune into what I'm doing, there you go. <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, you know, we got, you know, between all of us, we got some colleagues, you know, who are all life coaches too that, they are they every now and again you know we get one of them to you know come on the show and you know uh, talk and I, I think it's a really cool thing because i think it's the each one reach one teach one absolutely and you know i'm i'm all for that you know and i'm also all for mental health especially in our black communities you know um i went through it i went through therapy for two years and i'm telling you Mm -hmm. That made an entire I'm a totally different person um, And I tell people You you know Get rid of this stigma of not getting help You know Do it for yourself Yeah other And other things Do it for yourself take, take into consideration What your therapist is telling you Put it into practice You will definitely be surprised at the results And and sometimes it could be just as simple as your eating habits, your sleeping habits, a lot of that. Be some very simple stuff that you know that you know. It's like they say, uh, the little things make a big difference. Very true. So I think I think we need to really get rid of that stigma of you know mental health, and then maybe we can all become life coaches to each other. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it's it's a perfect world, it's you know, uh, but I know. Can't save the world, but we can help save a few. So, Absolutely. all right, Miss Roxy, uh, what 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 you got other than moving the whole city of Columbus? So I am um, going into my orientation for my food pantry this week, hmm. and um, so we'll have a produce market, a food pantry, and we'll be doing food boxes every Saturday. Um, then um, I'm trying to get it together for the summer food program for the kids. I'm doing a breakfast and lunch for the kids this summer. And um, we're hosting a STEAM Academy. This will be my first year doing a STEAM Academy summer camp for the kids. So I just created a partnership with Ohio Avenue Elementary to be able to get the kids from the school uh, and then with the social worker so that if the parents need something, um, we can help them with some resources. And just out here, that's okay. it. We're trying to help everybody else get that grant money. Oh, yeah. businesses legit. All my people that's got small businesses that want to get their businesses legit. I've been out here helping them. And no, I have not been charging people to get their businesses legit. I have not been charging people to get that PPP or none of that money. I've just yeah. been helping people because that's what we're here for. Dang it, Roxy. 
<laughs> you know, you're always talking to me about that, and I know I need to get on it. You know, I need to. I need no, I am. I listen. All my listen. Paperwork got to be in order, people. We got to get this paperwork in order. We we want to be legit. We right. want to have businesses. You know, we we us we just start our business and work for twenty years, collect the money on the side, and never claim it. But but gotta come back to bite you, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, especially if you got an LLC, because they want you to answer for some of that monies you getting. They do. I mean, you know, hey, I, that I do know. I'm like so. I have a client I gotta dig out of a ditch now because they have a went and got an LLC, haven't paid taxes on it in four years. <laughs> when you hit that three to four year uh, mark, that's called tax invasion. You're in trouble. Yeah. And then they, then they be mad because they don't want to pay the kind of money that it costs in order to be able to fix it. But you don't understand that you could have fixed this all along in the beginning if you just did it the right way. We don't know what we don't know. So. Right. But just know that if you have an LLC, you have to pay taxes on it every year because if you don't, they're going to tear your face out. Pay quarterly. Quarterly. Don't wait till the end of the year. Pay quarterly. Otherwise, you won't have a big tax beat. Quarterly. Right. There's that. So, um, yeah, so that's what you got going on. You, yeah, you're doing more shit than, than a Marine. <laughs> Can't do that. Um, and, you know, Miss D, I'm pretty sure, you know, is busy as well. Um, we appreciate Miss D for uh, at least, you know, providing a little bit of narration. You know, it, it always helps, um, you know, indefinitely for me. Well, Let's see, what do I have? Oh, uh, I am starting uh, a new thing with Mediva Magazine and um, we they got a new podcast coming out. So I'll be, you know, uh, I'll be uh, advising on that, you know, and getting, you know, getting some little side monties from that, you know, doing, doing that. Of course, you know, I got a new article coming out uh, called uh, How Did We Get Here? You know, that'll be out in Madiba Magazine. Uh, that will be in the uh, Maze issue. You know, right close to my birthday. And of course, you know, we're also uh, moving forward to launch uh, No Filter TV. So for all y'all that want to do podcasters and you want to do it the right way, come see us. You no know, advertisers. You know, you need uh, you need cheap advertising space. We got you. Need a commercial made. We got you. Come holler at us. You know, we're here. And that's about it. That's all I got. So anyway, um, you ain't telling them about that voice cord. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that voice voice cord. Yeah, voice cord. Um, you know, I am you know doing my thing with them. Um, I will be reading to the blind, like uh, you know, the Wall Street Journal, uh, say the Columbus Dispatch or whatever. You know, they want to be read. We read. You know, uh, for like a couple hours at a time and you know i think it's a real duty and a privilege to be able to do that um and we'll be reading it over the airwaves you can hear it at various radio stations um around the state of ohio um you know and i think it's a, i think it's a blessing for that you know plus they got some other stuff going on um and i'm also doing some brand uh brand advertising for um for game day you know, out of Cincinnati, Game Day Communications. Um, you know where it's uh, it'll be a media event I'll be at soon. 
where I'll be, uh, you know, just interacting with all kinds of uh, 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 media personality from radio and TV station personalities to different writers around uh, the Cincinnati area. You know, that ought to be fun. So I got that coming up. Um, and well, all the other stuff I just listed, there's that. So anyway, thank you. Thank you, Miss Roxy, for that one. Um, anyway, for Miss Letitia, Miss D, and Miss Roxy, myself, I'm the Renegade, and this has been another episode of Devil's Advocate, uh, episode 38. We're almost coming up with a year, and for no filter, that'll be March 23rd, it'll be our year anniversary. You know, you pat yourselves on the back, appreciate that. And for myself, it's the Renegade, this is Devil's Advocate, and we are out of here. Y'all stay safe and stay away from the video. Bye. Bye, guys.